Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined me. I'm going to dive in in this podcast with a fairly heavy negative report. I've just spent the last five days out in Arizona in the desert doing some things, doing some events and marching around a little bit. And I've spent a lot of time with some people who have moved to Arizona. And I got to tell you, I got a real education. I spent time with a dozen people who are moving out of Washington and California into Arizona. Now, we know this trend's happening nationally. We know that a lot of people are leaving California, leaving the West Coast, moving into Arizona and Texas and even New Mexico. Um, People have various interpretations of this. First of all, California is becoming the People's Republic of California, very left-leaning, very socialist uh, policies, high taxes, anti-business stances, um, light on crime in many cases, very uh, horrible mishandling of a homeless situation. You can go into LA and just see vast homeless tent cities um, not being managed at all well. Well, and apparently much of the same is happening up in Washington. Well, so you have this migration and I I have heard about it, read about it, been disturbed by it, obviously. Um, Of course, people on the political spectrum uh, celebrated those who are conservative saying, hey, well, conservative states work and states states like Texas, um, pro-business, pro-life, moral, uh, etc. You know, good gun policies, they think, etc., etc. And states like California don't work with, a, with an insane leftist kind of agenda. That's the way they would talk. Well, I was intrigued. This is the first time that I've been able to sit down and actually talk to people. One of the gentlemen who runs a pretty successful business has now uprooted that business from Washington State, moved into um, Arizona. He li- he had formerly lived just outside of Seattle. He said, you, you just can't believe what's happening. You've got reduced policing. You've got economic hardship. There are entire streets in his town, I'm not going to name it, with boarded up businesses. The homeless are moving in. The government's doing nothing about it. Crime is skyrocketing. And he said he expects that his town will be a wasteland. Well, he's a business leader. He's a family man. He's a good guy. He's been a civic leader before, but he's done. He's done. He doesn't plan to have his children and his grandchildren living there. He's moving to Arizona um, had nothing. I, I thought often people went to Arizona for health reasons. You know, I'd heard about folks moving to Phoenix because they have horrible problems with allergies and so on. And then, of course, the humorous story was the people planted trees and it wasn't as good for allergies. But uh, that had nothing to do with health. Uh, it had to do with um, weak government, socialist government, bad policies, and his town becoming, and this was his word, not mine, a wasteland. Well, I talked to other people at various events and just on the streets and what have you um, in business situations, and the story was the same. They're leaving. They're leaving Washington. They're leaving California, and they're, they're moving to places um, that are better on law and order, uh, better on uh, pro-business policies, um, wiser, according to them, in dealing with the homeless, wiser, according to them, uh, in dealing with moral issues, the schools, children, etc. 
And of course, a lot of it has to just to do with policing, which they find they find the government to be weak or left leaning or diminishing of law and order uh, in their former home. It's pretty stunning. And, and one of the things they cited that really concerns them is crime. Well, you know, I've talked about this before in this podcast, but we need to pay attention to it. Uh, the CDC, CDC's National Center for Health Statistics, released earlier this month um, uh, 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 some data that indicates that the murder rate rose 30% between 2019 and 2020. The murder rate in America. That's the highest increase in recorded history. Only the 20% spike between 2000 and 2001 comes close, and that was largely due to the 3,000 people killed in the 9-11 attacks. Overall, in America, the rate of crime and the rate of murders has been decreasing. The homicide rate was 7.8 per 100,000 people in 2020, according to the CDC, still well below the peak of 10 homicides per 100,000 in the early 1980s. So we need to realize that there's been a dramatic increase, but the fact is that overall the, the crime slash murder rate has been decreasing in America, and even with our 30% increase in the last years, last couple of years, we're still below uh, the rate, the peak of 10 homicides per 100,000 in the 1980s. So we're still lower than it's been, but we've had this dramatic increase. And the reason it's stunning is that there was a decrease. Violent crime was decreasing. Murder rate was decreasing until 2019. Now we can talk about all kinds of reasons for this being the case. The ridiculous defund the police movements have signaled to the criminal set that there won't be policing moving in as, as, as uh, aggressively. The we most of these murders happen in the African American community. That's what really gets me. I, I got to tell you, you 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 know if you listen to this podcast at all, I only have just a, what I believe is a God given heart for the African American community. I live pretty much uh, in a largely uh, African American world. My friends say that I live in Chocolate Town, D.C. Uh, my black friends do, and uh, and so I, I grieve what's happening in the African American community. Um, but most of the murders that we hear about are happening in African American neighborhoods, South Side of Chicago, etc. And so it's it's traumatizing that group. And so we're dealing. We're in a situation of unbelievable suffering and difficulty. And there had been dramatic decrease over the years, but now it's rising. Well, so these people that I'm talking to in Arizona, they're saying, you've got the police holding back. They're hesitant. White police going into black communities, uh, you know, they won't police. They won't make people safe. They won't protect the innocent uh, like they used to. There's this political lack of backing, especially in some of the more left-leaning states and cities. Um, you've, got a, you've got a real tension going between um, law enforcement and the political set. And as a result, um, you've got the police being hesitant, unsure. You know, they, I, I'm certainly not justifying any of the horrible murders that have happened at the hands of police that we've seen on video of late. I've, I've talked about them much in these podcasts that some police have actually misbehaved. No question about it. Horrible things. Two policemen on top of a guy in Houston, yet they pull a gun and shoot him while they're laying on top of him. I mean, this is obviously criminal activity and should not be allowed. There are pictures online of entire police forces in some towns making a white power sign, a little, if you just search 
circle up your fingers like you're making an okay sign and kind of turn it down your leg. That's what all of them, everybody in the police force is doing. They're all giving the white power sign. Well, so we've got problems in law enforcement in America. At the same time, I've got some friends in D.C. who are chiefs of police and and in charge of these things. And they're some of the finest people I know and have saved lives. In fact, there was a shooting, there was a stabbing at my church. And fortunately, one of the chiefs of police goes to my church and actually went in there and wrestled the, um, the attacker down and, and arrested him. I mean, these are good people doing good things and thank God for them. But as we defund them, as we create a culture that questions them and, and causes many of them to retire and leave, you know the trends. We're losing police presence in this country. So it's having a real-world uh, impact. And I'm talking to people born and raised in certain towns up in Washington, generations prior to them and their family in that town, mayors, owned farms, did whatever, ran businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, who knows what. And yet, if you can't be sure your kids are going to be safe, if the schools are declining, if the towns, if the streets are, are all becoming boarded up, the businesses on the streets are all becoming boarded up, if the, if the city government is... As, as these people reporting to me said, you know, socialists, suspicious of law enforcement, defunding law enforcement, welcoming the homeless without restraint, um, welcoming um, illegal immigrants without restraint. And I, I, I absolutely believe we have to allow immigration into America, but you have to make sure you're not welcoming a criminal class. And then you've got to make sure that you move them towards citizenship and responsible law abiding lives afterwards. And if you don't, you're going to have a criminal class and you have it from any, any, any group of immigrants, not just Hispanic immigrants across the Southern border. So this is becoming a serious situation. And the heartbreak I was looking at, the pain in these eyes, the tears of these people who had lived for their families, lived for generations in towns. And yet bad management, bad leadership, um, largely in political sets, a culture of defunding law enforcement and, and making law, law enforcement suspect, foolish handling of poverty issues in the city and homelessness. And then, of course, not making good economic decisions, not welcoming growth, not having pro-business policies. This is what these folks cited. And then, of course, it just came down to the fact that they couldn't be sure when their wife went to the grocery store that, that, that she was going to come back safely. Of course, skyrocketing prices as well. So now they're moving to Arizona. Now they're moving to Texas. Now they're moving into other states where there's less of an issue. This is tragic. And it's going to turn parts of the United States into a wasteland. So what's the solution? Well, we need wiser policies. We need good people running for office at the local level. Uh, we need to learn uh, what's working, not just, not just politically. This is not just a right-wing advertisement that I'm giving here. But what's working in Texas, what's working in Arizona that causes people with millions of dollars invested in a certain state to uproot and move a number of states away planning to relocate their lives and the generations afterwards in that new state. What's working? What's happening? We know it's not working. Unrestrained homelessness, no discipline, defunding law enforcement, creating a culture of suspicion, letting people drift away, retire, go to other jobs who have been in law enforcement. We need them. Not recruiting, not bringing new people in. Oh, I could go on and on and on, but this is a trend. It's something we need to watch. It's something that's happening. It's something that's real world. 
And, you know, one of the people I talked to, and this person was a little bit on the extreme side because he was so angry. It was fresh for him. Some bad things had happened in his family. But he was saying that he expects, and by the way, he's not alone in this. There are some experts saying the same thing, that we're heading towards maybe not civil war, but definitely a cultural separation in the United States of America that will have Southern or conservative leading or pro-business leaning states. Um, with wise gun policies and wise homeless policies regarding homelessness and immigration and so on. And they will simply pull away from the other states, perhaps forming their own kind of a union, perhaps forming their own kinds of associations. And you will begin to have two Americas. You already have that to some degree, but it may become more formal. This is a, this is a horrible crisis. It's a result of bad political leadership. We need good people to be running. I want you to look at your city, look at your locality, and begin to do the good that you can do. Because it can happen anywhere. And it's happening in some of the major cities in this country, and it's certainly happening in small towns, where, by the way, it's felt to be more devastating because you can have an entire small town taken over by these forces in a very short period of time. Whereas a larger city like L.A., it'll still have its prosperous parts, but other parts, of course, just look like the worst of the worst third world countries. I've been in some, in my life of traveling and, and work, social work and ministry, I have been in some absolute hovels, just the worst poverty you've ever seen. Burn, a burning trash mountain in, in, in near Manila where people live. I mean, same thing in Mexico, just horrible. And it's possible that some of our cities could become that way. We've got to work against it. We've got to fight for good policies. We've got to support noble law enforcement. We've got to be right and firm about homelessness. We've got to have pro-business, not pro-big business necessarily, but pro-business, a, a, a free market orientation, uh, pro-free market orientation in these states. And we've got to have leadership that's not just attached to the liberal centers or the socialist centers and think tanks of the United States, but that use real world practical lessons from what actually works. Because our future is being decided right now in these matters. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.